0: Hello, and welcome to the Quest Church San Diego Sermon Podcast. Our church has a passion to reach people who are far from God, teach them to follow Jesus, and launch them out to serve God in the world. If you're in the San Diego area, we'd love for you to join us for a service. Please visit questsd.com to learn more about us, find out service times, and explore our ministries. If you have any questions, send us an email at info@questsd.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's message.
1: Good morning, Quest Church. It's good to be with you this Independence Weekend and to celebrate our nation's independence. Uh, as I get started, let me just uh, open us up. Oh, let me pray. and We've already opened up in prayer, but let me pray for this message today. Heavenly Father, it is good to be in this place of worship. It's good to be here at Quest Church to open up the Word of God. And today, Lord, I ask that the words speak truth into our hearts to transform our lives. I pray, Lord, that your Spirit is already in this midst, Lord, but I pray that your Spirit convicts us, and I pray that any thoughts that are distracting to us, things that may be happening in our life, that we can set those things aside, Lord, and just focus on you and what your word has to say today. Also, I lift up the Patterson family. Thank you, Lord, for their ministry. Give them the rest that they need and uh, rejuvenation so when they return that they are just on fire and replenished in their soul. We commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we get started, I just want to take a moment and acknowledge If you have ever raised your hand and said that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America, raise your hand. Several of you. Let's give these folks a hand. Thank you for your service to this country. I'm reminded that Ronald Reagan once said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in their bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. And each of you who rose your hand, you have made that promise to support and defend the Constitution against both enemies, both here and abroad. So thank you for your service and happy 4th of July to everybody as well. Though, initially I thought when Sherwood called me, I was going to talk about Freedoms, things, uh, American freedoms, things of that nature. I just arrived back from the Middle East. I've been over there for 10 months. And I thought, well, Fourth of July weekend, of course, I'm going to talk about the Constitution, all that stuff. Then two weeks ago, I got an email saying, as you talk about freedom in Christ, it's like, well, freedom in Christ, a little bit of a shift right there. But here's the beauty we have the luxury to have national freedoms, freedoms under our Constitution. Freedom to worship, freedom to congregate like this, and that's a wonderful freedom. We, we should never take it for granted. But we also have a freedom that crosses all barriers, a freedom that existed long before our Constitution ever was written, and that is the freedom in Christ that is available to every person no matter where they are in this world. So let me give you an example. I was was in the Middle East. I've been home a month and a half. So my mind is still transitioning to uh, life in America. But while I was out there, I met a man. And we were talking. And he says, hey, chaplain, I have a Bible study at my house. And these Muslim men, who are no longer Muslim in faith, They are Christian now in faith. He he goes, These Muslim men came to my house, we discipled, we did the, we, we brought the gospel to them. They went from being Muslim to now being a Christian. They are set free under a dictatorship, under a regime that says Christianity is not good, where they could be persecuted for their faith and belief. Guess what? The chains of man do not hold them down, because they are set free in Jesus Christ. A couple years, or several years ago, I I lived in China for two years. And when I got to China, part of my job was to, um, it was kind of an off-the-record thing, was to disciple young people in the house church. And the people who hired me, not, not for the ministry side, but they, I, I took a job in China. I lived there. I worked there. The people who hired me, uh, one of the people there was a Christian. And she's like, hey, will you disciple the young people in my house church? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. And as time went on, she came back to me and she said, Mark, this is what I need you to do. I need you not to talk about democracy. And all the benefits of democracy. Democracy works where you're from. But what I need you to do is disciple these people in the word of God about Jesus Christ. Because Christ is alive and he's moving in China under communism. Our Christians here are free. They're free because of the work of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. So what is freedom in Christ? If you're free in Christ, let's say you're in Christ, it means you once were outside of Christ, which meant you were in something else. Make sense? If I'm not in Christ, then I'm outside of Christ, which means I'm in something else. And if I'm in something else, I'm in the world, and I'm living according to my fleshly desires my depravity, my knowledge of life without God. And I exist in this state of being, believing that that I am free. And in this state of living in the world and living in the flesh, somebody comes to me and says, Mark, or insert your name, I want to share with you about Jesus Christ and who he is. How he changed my life how he brought me out of darkness into life, how he, light. How he brought me out of death into life. And you hear the gospel message, and if you receive it by faith, you move out of darkness, out of death, into light and into life, and you move into Christ. You are in Christ. But so often in the Christian faith, We are living like we still belong or that we still are the old nature or the old man or the old woman living in the world by our flesh and condemned by the things that we've done in our past, not the freedoms that we have now in Jesus Christ. The song we just sang, I am free indeed. You call, what was it? You call me singers. I'm chosen, but you could, no longer am I who you say, no longer, I am who I say, thank you, I am who you say I am. Think of that for a moment. I am who you say I am. I can tell you right now in my Christian life that I know I am who he says I am, but I often live in who I believe I am or who others believe I am. And when I'm not living in the freedom of Christ and I'm living in my own perceptions of myself or what other people's perception of me, I am not who he says I am. I am who I say I am. And we as Christians always have to come back to say, who am I in Christ? Who does he say that I am? The key word in this is The preposition word in, you are in Christ. Remember Ephesians chapter 1, 13, it says, you have every spiritual blessing in Christ. Paul in Galatians, the book of Galatians, he says, brothers and sisters, we are called to be free. He's addressing what's going on in the church of of Galatia, and he's addressing the issues that these are people who are born again, but yet they keep going back to, to the oppression of the law and their sinful nature, doing the things that was not a part of the gospel, but trying to achieve their own righteousness by living according to the law, living according to the flesh. Paul's saying, look, you were called to be free. In Galatians 5.1, he says, For it is freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, them and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, a faith that he died on the cross, he shed his blood for you, and you have repented of your sins, and you've accepted him by faith, and you know that he died for your sins, and that for three days he was dead, and he arose from the grave, and now he's seated at the right hand of God. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, in the works that he did on the cross, to restore your relationship with God, you have been set free. You are free in Christ. So the question is, well, what are we set free from? And Paul in the book of Galatians says, You're set free from the yoke of slavery. It represents that you're set free from the sinful nature that you once lived in, the worldly nature, the flesh. You're set free from the guilt and shame of how life was lived in the darkness, how life was lived in the flesh. You are set free there is no guilt, there is no condemnation, there is no law to hold you down or imprison you. The yoke of slavery is the bondage of sin. Is your life still enslaved by the bondage of sin? Is it enslaved by those desires or those behaviors? If it is, Christ has set you free. The bondage of sin is our our thoughts, our actions, our attitudes that are contrary to God and his purposes and the leading of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 2, 19, 21, it tells us what what are these things that we're in bondage to? And he says the acts of the flesh, they're obvious. Sexual immorality, immorality, impurity, and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I looked at this list. Well, check, don't, don't really have that issue. Check, don't have that issue. Check, don't. And then it gets to this one selfish ambition. Doggone it. And bondage of sin also has to do with thoughts. It's not just are you doing something, it's what are you thinking? Your thoughts keep you oftentimes in bondage. The yoga of slavery is guilt and condemnation as well. The guilt and condemnation for your past mistakes or your failures. It was interesting, I was sitting at a, a table the other day having breakfast with a guy. And I look over and I see a gentleman who I had some issues with several years back, about six or seven years ago. falling out of a friendship, really bad thing. And, and about two years after that falling out, uh, we had a conversation. Forgiveness was there. The, 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 the forgiveness was there, but the relationship was never restored to the same. Right? So I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying my, my um, French toast. And I look over and I see that guy and instantly my mind is triggered by the guilt and the sense of the uh, the nasty feeling that you get when you see someone that you, you had a good friendship with and then it just kind of went away because of bad things or hurtful things. You ever experienced that? Am I the only one? So there I am trying to enjoy my French toast. A little extra syrup might help. And even though the friendship, the conversation of reconciliation and forgiveness was there, there was something in that moment that triggered the hurt and the pain that existed seven years earlier. And I couldn't eat my French toast without more syrup. Okay? Guilt and condemnation. It's interesting, the the yoke of slavery is to keep you guilty and condemned for what has happened in your past, but freedom in Christ sets you free from guilt and sin and shame of your past. Done. It was crucified on the cross with Christ. It's no longer a part of you. You don't need to identify with it. You need to let it go if it happened to you, but do not allow guilt and shame to keep you down. Charles Stanley once said, when you know Jesus Christ, you are free from condemnation, guilt, and fear. You are free to live, love, and serve with joy and confidence. Your relationship with Jesus Christ has set you free from guilt and condemnation. As the psalmist said in uh, Psalms 103:12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Here's another one. You are free from the legalism that exists. And I don't mean the legalism that maybe others put on you, but the legalism that you may put on yourself. You are free from the burden of the law in legalism. That was what Paul was addressing in Galatians. You're free from the law. Doesn't mean you go free and go crazy, but you're free from the burden of the law to live as a free man, a free woman under Jesus Christ. Now, this law is an interesting thing. So, in the month of March and April in the Middle East, uh, they celebrate Ramadan. It's a Muslim month where they have set aside, they call it a holy month for themselves, okay? And there's, the rules are, from the time the sun rises to the time the sun sets, you can't drink, eat, or even have an impure thought, or you're going against Allah, okay? Okay? Now, I'm in this country, living life, and I'm watching people. I'm watching people how they live. And I, I would watch these guys. I, I went over, every now and then I would drive up uh, an hour north of where I was to a city, and I would watch people. They would sneak into restaurants. Restaurants were open. They would get their food, put it in a bag, and they would walk away. And you go, huh, they must be getting dinner, uh, getting ready for dinner tonight. And what they were doing was saying, I understand the law, but I'm hungry. I need to eat right now, but I don't want anybody to see me. So I'm going to put it in a bag so nobody sees me. So I still appear righteous in my own sight. Okay, so one of the guys was driving. And in this, this country, there's cameras everywhere that kind of monitor everything you're doing. And the cameras caught one of the guys, on, uh, one of the military guys driving. And while he was driving in the privacy of his own car, he took a sip of water. It's on camera. The general of the country called our commanding officer and said, we have photos of such and such, license plate, this, this, and that, and we saw him drinking water. This is the fine for anybody who breaks the law. This is the fine and this is the penalty uh, penalty of prison time. If we caught him before he got on base, this is what would happen to him. Do you see the law, folks? The law keeps you down. It oppresses you. It keeps you down. And when we're trying to live according to the law, like this guy, he would have been in prison, but the Christian, when we try to live according to the laws of the, and I'm not talking laws like driving and all that stuff, okay? I'm talking about these religious laws that if you abide by them, then you're gonna be saved. No. Christ's work on the cross saved you from the law. He was the perfect law. He obeyed everything. He obeyed everything yet he was condemned in our place as the lawbreakers. Friends, you are free in Jesus Christ. In this there's also a shift in identity. This is what you're free from: bondage, guilt, the bondage of sin, guilt and shame, the law, but there's a shift that takes place. When, when you're free in Christ, you have an, before you become free in Christ, you have an identity. Your identity is the hardest thing about you to change. It's what you believe of yourself and what others may believe of you. It's your identity. It's what you identify as, this is who I am. So there's the mark before Christ, and there's the mark now in Christ. The mark before Christ has one identity. The mark in Christ has a different identity. You follow me? Okay. What takes place? The moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you have a new identity. I am who you say I am, not who I say I am or what others say I am. You have a new identity. Scripture tells us that first, you're a new creation, The moment you put your trust in Jesus Christ, you're a new creation. The old old has gone and the new is here is what 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us. You're a new creation. A new creation is a new identity. You've been given a fresh start. The old way of thinking, the old way of living is now replaced by the indwelling and the leadership of the Holy Spirit who resides in you. You have a new identity. Think of it, the, the Saul. Saul was once out persecuting the church, hated the church, meets Jesus on the road to Damascus, has a conversion experience. No longer is he Saul, but now he's Paul. No longer am I Mark the sinner, But now I'm Mark, a new creation in Jesus Christ. You can put anything in there. No longer am I the addict. No longer am I the adulterer. No longer am I the sinner, the liar, the cheater. I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. Embrace that new identity. Do not let yourself go back to what you were. That was keeping you in bondage. Go into who you are and who he says you are. Secondly, your identity shift is you've been redeemed and forgiven. In Jesus, we have the redemption through blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. You are no longer defined by your past mistakes. You learn from them. You use them to minister to others today, but your past mistakes do not define who you are, and they do not define your future. You are redeemed. You are purchased out of the slavery. You are a free man. You are a free woman. Third, you're a child of God. No longer are you under the yoke of sin and a slave to sin. You are a child of God. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to to those who believed in his name, He gave the right to become children of God. Folks, it's so important that we come back and say, is my mind telling me that I am who I was? Or is my mind being renewed by the Spirit daily to tell me who I am and what I'm here for? I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. Fourth is you're a victorious overcomer with your new identity. You are no no longer powerless to sin, but you are victorious through Christ. You are in Christ, and Christ is working through you to be an overcomer over sin in your life. Through Christ, we have the power to overcome sin, temptation, and the attacks of the enemy. Now, I can tell you, it's not gonna be completely over on that battle until you go to heaven. But in the midst of the fight, you are an overcomer. That is part of your identity in Jesus Christ. Fifth, part of your identity is you belong to the body of Christ. You are a Christian. You are no longer a sinner. You are no longer that person. You are, your new identity is You are a Christian. You have been placed in the body of Christ. This is part of your identity right here. You are to use your gifts, your talents to serve one another. You are a part of the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12.27 says this. Now you are the holy body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. We are a unique group of people. Different backgrounds, different histories, different experiences, different ages, different cultures, different races, whatever it may be, but we are one in Jesus Christ. You are set free in Christ to be a part of his body and to identify as a Christian with one another. So Lord, great, I'm free from this, the guilt, the sin, the shame, the bondage. I have a new identity, but what am I free to do? Rick Warren said it like this. In Christ, we are not only free from something, we are also free for something. To become all that God created us to be and to fulfill his purpose for our lives. You weren't just set free from the bondage of sin to flounder out there. You were set free from the bondage of sin to to be free to do what God has called you to do, to live within your purpose and your calling that he has on your life. We're called to be in obedience, to follow Christ and to know him deeper. That's really the relationship. Let's get to know Christ deeper. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Not a rule, you do it because you love him. We're free to evangelize. Now, evangelism makes my hands get sweaty. You want me to go tell people about Jesus? Like, that's, that's easy in this context. I can preach it and go, hey, y'all, <laughs> you go to your work and uh, tell your friends about Jesus. Look. You were once a prisoner in your sin, enslaved to your sin. You met the gracious gift of God's grace and mercy to you. It changed your life. It gave you a new identity. He has set you free. And one of the things we get to do as Christians is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, as a chaplain, I got to share the gospel with people all the time on the base. And this was the typical response. Chaps. (laughs) Chaps, chaps, chaps. That's good for you, but not good for me. And I would watch these young men make some of the worst decisions and wonder what went wrong. Because they don't even know that they're a slave to sin. They don't even know that there's, there's wisdom and life on the other side. All they can see is what they want right now. But folks, we've been set free to share the redemptive work and grace of Jesus Christ with others. It doesn't have to be complex. Just share your story. This is who I was. Guess what? Somebody shared Jesus with me. It changed my life. Hey, would you like to accept Jesus Christ? It's not a sales pitch. It's a relationship. And majority of people be like, you know what? What's good for you is good for you. But folks, for you and me, we're set free to evangelize and to share this with others. Third, what are we set free to do? We are free to serve one another. The freedom we have in Christ empowers us to serve one another with love and humility. Galatians 2, 13 and 15 says this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Remember the flesh, all the things that we talked about earlier. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is really summed up in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Then Paul ends Galatians in chapter 5. It's, it's wrapping up Galatians. In chapter 5, he says, Brothers, you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly and in love. Tony Evans said, True freedom is not the absence of constraints, but the presence of the Holy Spirit leading and empowering you To live a life that honors God. What have you been set free to do? You have been set free to get to know God deeper. You have been set free to share the gift of eternity with others. You have been set free to serve one another. Now, people go, serve one another? What? I like it when people serve me. It's better to receive than it is to give, right? Amen. (laughs) Or is it better to give than it is to receive? As a kid, it was always better to receive at Christmas time, right? But as you get older, it's much more fun to give and see the joy that it brings on others' faces. Christ is saying, the Word of God is saying, folks, serve one another. It is when you take your focus off yourself and put your focus on serving one another that you experience part of the freedom in Christ of living according to your purposes, living according to his calling on your life. Serve one another, serve one another deeply. Now that could be writing a note to a person. It could be giving financially to a person. It could be dropping off a meal to a person. It could be showing up to church and vacuuming or or joining the worship team or being a greeter or doing something, serve one another. And you know what? even family members that maybe get annoying to you at times just my family i know not okay serve let your essence be that you are a person who is in Christ that serves and loves others and let them see your good deeds so they may know and glorify your father in heaven amen amen worship team's going to come up here i'm going to close in prayer they're going to lead us in a song uh, and then uh, communion will be taken. But while they're coming, let me close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, just thank you for your word and just a reminder, Lord, that we get to worship, we get to praise you because of what you did on the cross, that you have changed us from the old man or the old woman who was living in the darkness of our own desires, and you have set us free to know your son, Jesus Christ, and to serve others deeply. Lord, let us live in the truth of who we are as a child of God and not as a, a slave to sin. When our minds overpower us with thoughts of, uh, thoughts of insecurities or fears, let us remember, I am a child of God. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer because of Jesus Christ. Bless the remainder of our time as we continue to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks again for joining us for the Quest Church San Diego Sermon Podcast. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you have any questions about the Bible, need prayer, or recently made a commitment to follow Jesus, we'd love to hear from you. Please visit questsd.com to get connected. You can also send us an email at info at questsd.com to let us know how God is using these messages to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Until next time, we pray you have a blessed week.